Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. I'm your Nana, Nick Amell. I'm your peepaw, Brandon. Well, you have to admit, of the two of us, you're definitely the peepaw. Sure. This is the show where one of us brings a top 10-ish list, uh, along with some hashtag hot takes and hashtag fun facts. The other doesn't know what the list is until they find out here in a minute, and they try to guess items 1 through 10, along with you, the folks at home. Brandon, before you give me your list, I had a business idea I wanted to run by you. Okay. If it involves peanut butter, I'm out. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I guess it could, but I won't go there. We talked last week about a few business ideas, like the Undercover Boss show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it got me thinking, and I know you had your gallbladder taken out recently because you're desperate for attention, and it got me thinking about a more efficient way to eat. You know, you go to you go outside, you go to a restaurant, you see all these idiots eating with their mouths, right? Chewing. How dumb do they look? Well, I was thinking the new cool way to eat is you go you get put under anesthesia mm-hmm. and a trained professional inserts the food that's already been chewed up into your stomach, mm-hmm. sews you back up, wakes you up. That's how you get your meals. So now you don't have to waste all that time chewing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to waste all that time getting the food from the mouth to the stomach. It's already there. Well, they already have something like this. It's called a feeding tube. Yeah, but this is for the general public. This is for the general public. It's a and lot there's no easier, feeding tubes here. It's a lot easier to put in one feeding tube than it is to to put someone under. Three times a day for all three meals. Three times a day. You would, <laughs> I don't, I wonder, I guess that's what they were doing to Michael Jackson. Maybe that's, I think that's why he died. He was being anesthetized multiple times a day and then given uppers to like wake up but yeah i wonder like what that would do to your body to be put under well feeding tubes are a thing but they're not cool this is cool we got to get some celebrity endorsements on this i think there's real potential here michael jackson's think of the cash we're gonna rake in so if this was um shark tank (laughs) uh, i already walked out a long time ago okay all right well Why don't we uh, seamlessly segue to your list topic this week? Maybe not completely unrelated. This week, we're going to talk about the worst jobs in America. Didn't we do this? Did we? Worst jobs in America. I think we might have. Hold on. And we're going to revisit it. (laughs) Let me see. Hang on. I'm curious now. Okay. So here's what we have done in the past. I, Mm -hmm. I did a search on our website. We did the deadliest jobs in America. Yeah back on episode 21. And on episode 95, we did the most stressful jobs. Okay, there's probably some overlap in some of these answers. But let me tell you why these jobs might be different. There are a couple deadly jobs on this list, and definitely some stressful jobs on the list. This list comes to us as the worst jobs in America from US Day Today. And it's based on a combination of factors like stress, Mm -hmm. low pay, Podcast host. Lack of jobs. Uh, a big factor in this list, lack of job security. Okay. So a lot of weight goes into the ability to hold on to this shitty job. And then other factors like work environment. There are some environments that are not just stressful, but like I mentioned before in the overlap, maybe deadly or dangerous. How recent is this data? This data comes from 2019. So before all the labor shortage shit that's going on now. Yes, although I would say that these, I would say all of these probably still hold up. You know, let's put a pin in this, but one of these days we got to do like a worst jobs of the 1800s or something. That'd be fun. They probably all involve poop in some way or another. (laughs) Yeah, well. Shoveling in it, cleaning it, picking it up. Some people say that's the worst job. Some people say that's the best job. It just depends on your perspective. There's no job, I will tell you now, there's no job in the top 10. I have the top 25. There's no job in the top 10 on this list that specifically deals with feces on a regular basis. Although... That we know of. Yeah, although, you know, you never know. You can integrate feces into any job if you really wanted to. Yeah, but like there's no sanitation. I won't even tell you what I'm doing right now. There's no, in fact, sanitation worker isn't an, I'll go ahead and tell you that one now. Sanitation worker, trash man garbage man okay isn't even in the top 25 because i think that's probably a high paying job with a lot of job security and probably not a ton of stress just just a little gross so these are the worst jobs in america mm-hmm. and a big factor is job security okay. job security stress low pay 
Because when we did the stressful jobs, you can be highly paid and still very stressed at work. In fact, that probably correlates pretty well. Right. And in the deadly jobs, you can have a deadly job, but good job security. The highest paying job on this list pays 40000 a year. Well, the highest ex- paying. Well, well except, for, uh, uh, except for, there might be one exception, but I don't have any data on it because it's not, it's a... Because you didn't do your due diligence. Got no, because uh, it's, wh- it doesn't exist. So I remember on the Deadly Jobs episode, which was a long time ago, but airline pilot was on there. So that might be a good example because an airline pilot, you have great job security, I assume, because there's not a ton of them. You get paid very well. There's probably not a ton of stress, really, once you know what you're doing. But it won't be on this list because all that stuff doesn't apply. Yeah, so you should guess stuff that would be on this list. Yeah, all right. Well, then how about, hmm, well, this is America, so a teacher, educator. It's number one, isn't it? No, teachers are not in the top 10. They're not in the top 25. You got to admit that's a good guess, though. It is a good guess. Because they're treated like shit. They're underpaid. They're stressed. Okay. Uh, Well, then how about fast food employee? Food server. Food server. Okay. Which is the closest thing on this list is number 24. 24. Wow. Okay. So I'm... All right. What am I missing here? Instagram influencer? Think of the stress, Brandon. No. Okay, I really am thinking now. Before you were just fucking zoned out on autopilot or something. Speaking of pilots, uh, how about a police officer? Uh, let's see. Police officer is not in the top 25. Firefighter. Firefighter is number 12 on the list. Hmm. Telecommunications, uh, like telemarketing. No, not on this list. Brandon, man, you picked a hard one today. Are these all like super obvious to you? Yeah. Okay, well. Job security is a big one with a bunch of these. Okay, job security. Construction. No, construction laborer is number 16. I'm in sniffing distance though. Getting closer. Hmm. Cashier. A retail salesperson. Yeah, okay. Yes, that. Is number four on the list. I knew it. I took the long road, but I knew it. You did take a long and winding road to retail salesperson. This job makes an average of $24,200 per year. USA Today says, as a customer-facing job, retail sales workers have a relatively challenging work environment. The job is also one of the lowest paid jobs in the country with a median annual income of $24,200, well below the U.S. median of $37,690. The job market for this position is projected to grow at less than 2% by 2026, well below the growth for the average job, continued rise of online shopping, and the struggles of brick-and-mortar retailers may have an even greater impact than anticipated on the number of retail workers. So that is a theme that comes up time and time again, the continued rise of online whatever. The internet Mm -hmm. has affected about half of the jobs in the top 10. Okay, that's a good clue. For retail salesperson customers, I believe, are also getting dumber and meaner in general. Hot take. Dealing with COVID brought on a lot of bull- extra bullshit on top of the stress and low pay. It might be the worst time in American history to be a retail salesperson right now. Yeah. Because you're on the front lines dealing with lunatics and you're not being paid enough to do it. And you are the face of the man to those people. I get the impression that it's better to work at Target than Walmart. Do you think so? Don't you think there's more Karens shopping at Target than Walmart? Yeah, but I feel like Walmart probably has worse pay and benefits. Well, Walmart's got a lot more hot-tailed chase, am I right? What? Walking down those aisles. All the hot customers that go through Walmart. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's a good reason to have and keep a job. You've never been in retail, have you? Yeah, I worked in retail when I was a teenager in, in college. Oh. I worked in grocery stores and yeah. Best Buy. Oh, yeah, Best Buy. I worked at a grocery store too. And it sucks. It sucked. Would never do it again. I feel sorry for everyone doing it now. That's why it's number four on our, our uh, what do they call them? Our frontline workers is number four on the list. I think I would be a retail salesperson before I was a food server though, just me personally. Don't you think the customer abuse is worse in food serving? I feel like 
being a food server could also be pretty demand, like physically demanding. The hours that you have to work are like the optimal ones for having any kind of social life, if that's the time of life that you're in. So I don't know. I'm still waiting for that time of life where I have a social life. Uh, bad news for you. You are decades past it. <laughs> decades? Oh, come on. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, you mentioned frontline workers. What about like an Uber driver or a you know, passenger driver, whatever you call that? Well, you may have inadvertently stumbled onto number one. I'm going to include this. Taxi driver is number one. But I think okay. it's specifically taxi driver. Part of the reason that taxi driver is number one is because of Uber and Lyft drivers affecting oh, I see. Right, their job security. Affecting their job security. Mm-hmm. I'm going to count that as a correct guess because we've got to move this fucker along. I'm two for two. Taxi driver, median annual wage of $25,980 a year. I honestly would have guessed it was more, but Me too. that's the median. Combination of low pay, slow employment growth, high stress, and an undesirable work environment has made taxi driving the worst job in America. Now, if the undesirable work environment are the streets of America, I get it. But if the undesirable work environment is referring to the stinkiness inside the taxi, that is something the driver has direct control over. And the main thing they can do to make taxi business go up is to invest in de-stinking taxis. Well, I'll tell you, some of the stinking has to do with like the different foods they bring in the car, you know, if it has a lot of onions or whatever. Could fix that with my business idea I brought up at the top of the show. No. Just get your food surgically implanted. I've never gotten in a taxi that didn't stink in some way. I'd say it's over 50% for sure, but I haven't even been in a taxi in years because of Uber and Lyft. Yeah. It's my third choice and it's a distant third in those choices for getting It's hard to imagine. Sorry. It's hard to imagine it'll be around much longer, right? I assume that in certain cities it has to exist. Like it's still a viable business to to like be in New York. To, to, yeah, to just hold up your hand and be able to get a car rather than have to dick around with your phone and stuff. Mhm. Taxi drivers work all hours of the day, sometimes in inclement weather, dealing with traffic jams, uh-huh. potentially unruly or rude passengers. Most of them make less than 26000 a year compared to the annual average American wage of 37690 The number of taxi drivers is projected to increase by 5% by 2026, but that growth is certainly being curtailed by the rise of ride-hailing companies like Uber and Lyft. Something fun to do, though, with you can only do this with taxi drivers. It doesn't work with Uber or Lyft. Is ask a taxi driver how many taxis there are in the city, how many taxi cabs, and they will always. Doesn't matter who the taxi driver is or where they're at, they will always give you a crazy answer. Like what? It'll be something like four hundred. Or like 40,000. 40, have you heard 40,000 before? Well, in Las Vegas, yes. The best place to ask it is in Las Vegas because every taxi driver in Las Vegas is a character. They all have a different insane story for how they ended up becoming a taxi driver in Las Vegas. And they all give an insane answer to how many taxi cabs are there in Las Vegas. 40,000 seems impossible. Yeah, it it definitely is, but (laughs) I swear I've heard him say all kinds of crazy shit. I love Las Vegas taxi drivers. That would be a fun, well, sometimes fun place to be a taxi driver because think of all the different walks of life you get through Vegas. Yeah, if you Uh, like that, also makes it terrible. If you like to people watch, I mean that's why they have had that show on HBO, Taxi Cab Confessions. People like to watch people uh, confessing dirty stuff to their taxi driver. Yeah, it's not the only thing they like to watch happen in taxis, uh, I've heard. But sometimes they fuck in the taxi. Another reason it's stressful to be a taxi driver is, uh, I think most, if not all taxis these days, you're being recorded. Yeah. Aren't they recorded in there? There's a camera in there, usually. There should be, if there's not. So, you gotta watch what you say. Gotta watch what you do. All right, you've gotten number four and number one. Chef. No, you said there's no food. No, not in the top 10. Chef is number 13 on the list. What about like gas station pumper or whatever you call that? 
Well, that probably falls under retail salesperson, but mm-hmm. automobile mechanic is number 19 on the list. Uh, here's some, I'll give you, let me give you 25 through 11. Okay. Maybe I'm that'll help, help, yeah. Number 25 is photographer, hmm. which is very closely related to some of the jobs uh, in the top 10. Photographer, 25. 24 was food server. 23 is roofer. 22 is welder. 21 is water transportation worker. Peanut butter transportation worker? Yeah. Number 20 is brick mason. Number 19, automobile mechanic. 18, buyer. 17, truck driver. 16, construction laborer. 15, dock worker. 14, bus driver. Oh, yeah. 13, chef. 12, firefighter. And 11, pest control worker. Pest control. Oh, it's a good one. Well, no, I mean, (laughs) some of our listeners are out there yelling at us about what a great job and career they've had in pest control, but I don't know. Not according to USA Today, you haven't. So, photography is a a big... So, what about a videographer? No, a videographer is not on here. There's things that are definitely related to that. Stock photo model? I don't know. Also, consider where people... So, photographers make their living by selling their photos to publications. What kind of publications are going out of business also do Magazine today? editor. Magazine editor, Magazine newspaper. editor is not on here. Newspaper what? Um, salesman. Advertising salesperson is number nine on the list. Knew it. I used to work in advertising. Yeah. And I worked for a newspaper in advertising. I remember when I was going to school, I thought advertising would be slick and cool, like <laughs> Mad Men. In real life, it's more like Muppet Babies. <laughs> I've worked with a lot of advertising salespersons in my day, and every single one of them was weird in some way. Median annual wage for advertising salesperson, 51740 This job, uh, the average job is projected to grow about 7% through 2026. The number of advertising salespeople in the U.S. labor force is projected to decline during that period. They're not going to grow new jobs during that period. Many workers in this profession sell space in print media outlets like newspapers and magazines. But as these outlets decline in circulation or go out of business, fewer advertising sales agents will be needed. Workers in the industry face significant pressure to meet their sales quotas. I haven't worked around newspaper advertising in like, I don't know, more than 10 years. And it was already affecting like what people did. God bless them. They were always like the goofiest dudes around. Would you rather drive cross country with a taxi driver or with an advertising Advertising salesperson easily? Because at the very least, they will have little to no smell or a pleasant smell. Man, you are generalizing here. Sorry, but my taxi driver experiences have generally been stinky. And I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but I was the one who was offended first because it smelled weird in the taxi. Give the listeners at home, I know what you mean because I've also worked with a lot of advertising salespeople. Mm -hmm. Uh, But tell the folks at home what you mean by them all being goofy and weird. Have I ever told the lobster buddy story on here? I don't think so. One day uh, at work, I was at the printer And this guy, Rick, this advertising sales guy, comes up while I'm printing and he goes, you know, you shouldn't eat raw lobster. Mm. And immediately my mind is going like, what the hell, what is he talking about? Did he see me eat sushi somewhere? Did I have lobster in it? What? Where is this coming from? And I said, "Uh, oh, yeah. And he said, well, yeah, it'll make you sick. And then he walked away. Not wrong. He's not wrong, and I spent, but I spent most of the day trying to figure out where did that come from? When have I, I've never talked to him about lobster. I've never eaten raw lobster unless it's been in sushi, but I don't remember that. And I think it's cooked when it's in sushi. So I was just super confused. I've never talked to him about lobster at all, let alone raw lobster. And then later in the day, I was walking across the office and I, you know, had my mind on where I was going and I glanced up and he was passing by me and he very quickly, almost under his breath, said, hey, lobster buddy. (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of things in life you need, but one is not a lobster buddy. I don't know what made me his lobster buddy. 
I still don't know. You oh, to, there's no end to the story. You don't know. That's it. I just don't know. How's the ass? Not good. He was like a ferret. Uh, he and these three other guys all worked together selling the same type of print space. Uh, they were commonly referred to uh, as a team as the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Each one of them was wacky and weird in his own way. All different sizes and shapes of these Ninja Turtles. And they lived in the sewers and fought crime, right? Uh, pretty much. Anyway, those are advertising salesperson, number nine. You've sparked a few ideas with this because newspaper is going the way of the dinosaur right. soon. Uh, so what about like... A job well, with a newspaper? Like a reporter? Okay, sure. Yes. That. Newspaper reporter is number three on the list. Newspapers got two of the top ten spots here. Like I said, there's some that are in the same realm of mass communication in the top ten. Mm. Newspaper reporter is number three. Their median annual wage is 41260 so it's the highest on the list. The number of newspaper reporters projected to drop 10% by 2026 as newspapers lose readers and ad revenue. Reporters often face intense scrutiny from readers added to the stress of print deadlines. In an increasingly polarized political environment, reporters are often inundated with negative feedback from readers and even some death <laughs> yeah. threats. Isn't that fucking ridiculous? Yeah. You get death threats for reporting the news. So I also worked with a bunch of newspaper reporters and I highly, highly prefer the newspaper reporter crowd to the advertising salesperson crowd. If you are ever at a party, especially a party with booze, and mm. you meet someone who's a newspaper reporter, stick around them. They have good stories. They've seen and heard some stuff in their day. They're all characters. And if you're in the mood for lobster or raw lobster, find yourself hanging out with the salespeople. Yeah, you're just going to have a weird conversation with them. They got all kinds of lobster advice. But yeah, newspaper reporters are great people. But yeah, third worst job in America, according to USA Today. It's more than what it sounds like, right? Because most, if not all, newspapers in America now, they have an online presence as well. So like the newspaper, the news stories they're writing could also be online, right? So it's not like their job will go away necessarily, it'll just change. Yes, but it used to be in print, you had more advertising and you had more space and you could write more long form articles in print. And that's really where, I mean... Newsflash, if anyone didn't realize this, when you listen to your or watch your local news on TV in the morning or listen to the local news on the radio, you are receiving a distilled version of the local newspaper reporting. All the local newspaper reporters are the ones who do all of the muscle work or legwork, whatever you want to call it, the actual work of reporting. And a lot of what is picked up and carried by news stations that will only carry like a two-sentence bite of that story, uh, same with or less with radio, all of that reporting is based upon what the local newspaper reporters do. Wow, would you get off the newspaper dick for five seconds so we can have a conversation? Yeah, people may not know this. I haven't looked, I haven't held a newspaper in my hand and probably... I don't even know how long. It's ridiculous how few pages are in it compared to what there were even when I worked there. There's something kind of sad about such an important, vital piece of human history yeah. will soon be no longer with us. And people won't even... People do... I, do... They do do? Long-form journalism online. Yes. But it's not printed and put on everybody's driveway every morning. Anyway, people know this shit. Yeah, well, I'm just saying more in the, in the fact that newspapers for hundreds of years have been how, pe how humans got news. And now it's just, but that's just part, of, just part of society's evolving. But let's move on. So remember I mentioned mass communication. Yeah, okay. I even actually just mentioned. Radio. Yeah, radio. What job would be associated with radio? Radio DJ. Disc jockey is number seven on the list. Another job that is quickly going away, suffers from stress, low pay, is the disc jockey, median annual wages, $33,220. Though it may seem like a great job, disc jockeys or DJs are projected to face one of the most challenging working environments in the future. 
With the rise of online music streaming and podcasts, listeners have other music options than listening to radio stations. This is partially to blame for the projected 11.6 decline in DJ jobs. Those DJs who have a job are typically not well compensated, as most make less than $34,000 per year. Are there any new radio DJs these days? These days, like, does anyone get out of college and say, my dream is to make a career in DJing? I'm sure there are. Because of driving my kids around, I have more frequent time in the car that is short distances. So, I'm less likely to start listening to music because I don't want to mess with it while I'm driving. Like, music on, like, my, um, my phone, like, through Bluetooth. So, I just listen to the radio and I bounce between, like, a handful of stations. And, uh... These do not seem like difficult jobs. These are not entertaining people. I was listening to a classic rock station that I had not listened to before or haven't, I hadn't listened to in the car with my kids in there before. And then in between, the DJ comes on and has like, he's going to do some like morning joke. Whatever it was, it was like a total boomer joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was based on like, a woman having a bunch of kids and, and wrecking her vagina. Classic. Yeah. And when he got to the, I was like, is he going to, is he going to make the stupid joke? I think he is. And then he said it and I changed it real quick. Not because I'm sensitive to my child understanding what a vagina is, but because I don't want to have that conversation at 8, 12 in the morning in morning traffic trying to drive across town and drop off one kid and get the other kid to school. I'd rather have that conversation at another time, not during morning traffic. That's weird. I would love to have that conversation first thing in the morning. So yeah, to all the wavy Davies and Chuck the Sports guys out there, (laughs) you can cut the fucking shit in the morning. You don't have to be... They gotta be edgy, Brandon, to get you to pay attention. Ooh, hey, you guys need to tune into KMOD in the morning. They're getting nasty the other day. They said vagina. <laughs> Do you think radio will still be around in 50 years? I don't know. Maybe in 50 years if no, one's list, no one is paying. Yeah, I can't if, think if, there's if any not, money. If there's no money in it, if there's no money in advertising anymore, maybe they would open the bands back up to like local broadcasters. That I can see. But that's radio. Shout out to all those listening to us on their local radio right now. Now, that's disc jockey. There is a job that is very close to that and also could be on radio as well as television. It's a very broad term. In fact, broad is probably the most ridiculous clue I've ever given you. Oh, broadcast journalist. Broadcaster. 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 Broadcaster, yeah, includes a broadcast journalist, like an anchorman, as well as everyone who works behind the scenes, like producers, writers, videographers. Naked people. Anyway, broadcaster, median annual wage, $40,000 and 80. Hang on, what, hang on. What number was it? Oh, I'm sorry. Broadcaster was number eight on the list. By projections, there will be 3.2% fewer broadcasters in the U.S. labor force in 2026 than there were in 2016. As ad seems revenue, low. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there should be even fewer than that. As ad revenue decreases for radio and television broadcasts, Stations will likely not be able to afford to employ as many broadcasters as they once did. Though a bachelor's degree is typically the minimum requirement for this job, the median annual wage is just slightly higher than the U.S. median wage for all jobs of $37,690. So why is this industry dying? Is it just because people are watching the news less? Yeah. Okay. Watching TV news. I thought TV news was still doing really well. I guess they're probably doing okay, but I've noticed in the last few years ways they are like cutting staff. They have, there's a lot of reporters they have that do their own camera setup and stuff. Used to be, you know, Mm. they would go out in a van or separate cars and there's the on-air reporter and then there's a videographer, maybe even a sound guy. Yes. And sometimes now it's just the one reporter he or she will go out there and set up their camera and sound, do the, do the video and then disassemble it all and go back makes sense you don't need all the other shit these days uh well they're filming movies in hollywood now with iphones that's what the commercials say i mean it doesn't do much for the quality i guess of the broadcast but quality schmality yeah local broadcasters are typically a bunch of goobers too 
like all the people all the reporters you see on your local tv news uh-huh. you know the anchor no, I'd, I'd classify them all as goobers for sure every one of them is just a different flavor of goober yeah okay you have three left on the list sorry four four left how many on the brandon list. three or four how many numbers two five six and ten so to recap real quick, we got taxi driver at one, newspaper reporter at three, retail sales at four, radio DJ at seven, broadcaster eight, ad sales at nine. Yes. How about pool repair? No, that's not. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode of shitty missed guesses. Let me wow. start giving okay. you clues. Let's talk about number 10. Uh-huh. I can't imagine there's a ton of stress, like mental stress but a lot of stress on your bones and joints for this job. It is low pay, a manual labor type job. Lack of job security, I guess if it's manual labor, anybody could come in and take your job, although I'm sure there's lots of work for this type of job going on most of the time. Other factors like work environment, you could be inhaling different kind of fumes, but uh, most of this job, the problem is it's just going to hurt your joints and stuff you're going to be stretching Mm. to get up into corners and hard to reach places get underneath things in houses or buildings like a plumber close electrician when you're building a house it's one of the last people who come in and work on it uh oh uh like floor installation or tile painter painter Painter. fuck goddamn painter painter is number 10 knew it i don't think they mean art Pretty sure they mean painting walls and buildings. Median annual wages for painters come in at $38,940 a year. Painting can be physically demanding. Nah. Uh, It requires painters to crouch, reach, and kneel to reach all areas that must be painted. Every nook and cranny needs some kind of color on it. Some painters who work on bridges or tall buildings may have to be comfortable with working high up in the air. And most painters make less than $40,000 per year. So you're saying that being a job as a painter is not as glamorous as all the Hollywood movies make it seem, right? I don't think so. I've only known, only known one painter in my life. I used to know this guy from the bar who owned a painting business. His name was Crazy Al. Of course it was. <laughs> How was he? Was he a goober? He was not a goober. He was pretty cool. He sold like ditch weed on the side too. But he got mm-hmm. his nickname because a tornado picked him up and it threw him, uh, but he was fine. <laughs> I hate when that happens to me. He went on to own his own painting business. The tornado threw Do you have any idea of the, like, <laughs> the distance that it chunked him? <laughs> yeah, it just tossed him a little bit. That's all I, I love know the idea of it picked him up and threw him like, <laughs> like 10 miles or something. <laughs> it may have. Okay, I shouldn't laugh about that, but fuck. His hair was braided into a ponytail too. But what if it threw him so far but smoothly that he was able to just land on his feet 10 miles away? It could have. That'd be crazy. Crazy Al. All right. That's all I got about painters. I appreciate those who have painted all my homes and everything else they paint, but it's not for me. I like my joints too much. Okay, well then how about number six? Or five or two is street vendor. No. Magician. Clown. No. Would you like to phone a friend? Yes, please. Number six is a job that I don't think is going away. Uh, it's dangerous and stress is probably a, a big part of it because you're dealing with convicted felons. Oh, uh, correctional facility. Yeah, uh, correct- corrections officer is number six. That could go away. All that has to happen is everyone has to be good and no one has to go to jail anymore. <laughs> and then we'll just eliminate this job. Well, that, they're helping the economy by being naughty, keeping corrections officers employed. They're, it's that damn internet costing us our jobs and corrections. Their median annual wages, oh, this is one of the higher ones, $44,330 a year. So the most recent year with available data was 2016. And in that year, there were just over 1.5 million prisoners in the United States, down from the peak of 1.6 million in 2009. The decline in the prison population, as well as budgetary issues, will likely contribute to an expected 7.7% drop 
in the number of working corrections officers in the United States. So I was wrong. It is shrinking. Largely as a result of violent inmates, corrections officers have among the highest injury and illness rates of all jobs. Where's the illness come in? Well, also jails or or prisons are, a lot of people are confined in close quarters and airborne illnesses can spread really quickly. Hmm. COVID has fucked up some prisons. Corrections officers is one of those jobs where even if it paid like $120,000, $150,000 a year, I still would never do it. I had a friend that did it. And yeah, he hated it. <laughs> did he? I was going to say, do you get shanked? A couple times. Uh, but luckily, we were able to bring him back to life with our voodoo magic. Uh, but I would be worried about having physical violence done upon me when I'm just in the middle of doing my routine job. Yeah, no, you're right. So... That's all I got for corrections officer. You have numbers five and two left. Hmm. I'm going to have to give you clues because you're all over the place. You're a fucking, you're a shotgun in your approach. Well, okay. You don't want some clues? No, I do, but I disagree with the premise that I am shotgun in my approach. I'm, I'm putting forth very logical guesses. Okay. Well, these two have logically excluded you so far. Number five on the list is most definitely the highest stress. I, well, maybe not, it's pretty damn high. It's probably the most high stress job on here because it's, it can mean uh, li- being in a life or death situation. Oil rig. No, uh, but that's a good guess. Thank you. Low pay. Now, oil rig, I think, is high pay. Low pay for this job Although we don't have a number on it because there's many different grades that you can get paid at for this job, depending upon your experience or rank. But the other factors like work environment, yeah, a big part of this job is that you get told where to go and where to be there, when to be there. Oh, military? Yeah. Enlisted military personnel is number five on the list. Hmm. And not without some potential controversy. USA Today tried to head that off with this disclaimer. Serving in the U.S. military differs from most jobs on this list as military personnel choose to serve their country. It may therefore seem unfair to list them among the, quote, worst jobs, yet they do face very high stress and one of the most difficult working environments possible, especially those serving in combat zones. Meanwhile, many often earn less than $30,000 a year. So, yeah, I would say considering that a lot of people do enlist uh, these days because it is a way to make money or earn an education by doing work that they otherwise would not volunteer to do for free. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I would say it is technically a job. But some people aren't cut out for it. Like, Brandon, if you had an entire military full of people like you and me, we'd be fucking slaves to North Korea or something by now as a country. No, I don't. I mean, I think I could, I could do the job, no problem, but I would be miserable in it. Well, aren't you miserable now? No. I'm miserable. I did strongly consider it at one point, and my brother, who was in the Navy, talked me out of it. And from what I can put together and all my hearings and learnings from across the years is don't mm-hmm. listen to recruiters. Be prepared for them to say like, yeah, you're going to go serve somewhere with a beach that's like tropical and instead you end up in the bowels of a ship headed to Bahrain. Hey, I hear Bahrain's great this time of year. But if you don't have any other options or if you do use it, the GI Bill is the positive that comes out of it. And, you know, for those who don't know, the GI Bill will will pay it's I don't know, at least like something like $80,000 towards college. Big whoop. Who needs college when you instead you can be a radio DJ? I was going to say, everyone out there considering military enlistment, pause for a second and think, should you be in the military serving your country, protecting our freedoms and liberty, blah, 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 all that boring stuff? Or would you rather be telling jokes about the vagina on the morning radio? Choice is yours. They earn about the same. Yep. So that's military enlistment. God bless the military. Thank you for your service. Enlisted military personnel ranks number five on the list of worst jobs, according to USA Today, not me. Yeah, don't take it up with us. 
So finally, number two on the list, I don't think you would ever get around to guessing this, but it probably was on our most dangerous jobs because that is the primary reason I think this job is on here as number two is stuntman. it is dangerous. It's not stuntman. Not quite as cool as stuntman, but it is in the same coolness, ma- macho category as stuntman. See, I take issue with you saying I would never guess it. I think I'd eventually guess it. Well, let's fucking get around to it. Macho, like a stuntman, dangerous. What about uh, like bodyguard or bouncer? No. Let me give you some more clues that come from my notes here. This job ranks as the second worst job in America in large part because it also ranks as the second most dangerous job. There were 55 fatal injuries and 350 non-fatal injuries among these workers in 2017. Since it is such a dangerous job, many companies are looking into automating the process of doing what these guys do by hand. This might explain the projected 12.6 decrease in these types of jobs by 2026. Even when this job is done safely, it's very physically strenuous and does not pay especially high wages. It has a very respected culture, especially in the north, like the north of America and in Canada. Like fishermen? Close. Is it in the water? No. Oh, uh, uh, loggers, lumbermen. uh... Logger, lumberjacks. Knew it. Logger is number two, is the second worst job in America. Pays $40,000 a year or less. Uh, Lumberjacks are mostly North American workers who work in the logging industry and they perform the initial harvesting and transport of trees for ultimate processing into forest products like paper and logs and Lincoln logs. Lincoln logs, yes. The term usually refers to loggers in the era before 1945 in the United States when trees were felled using hand tools and dragged by oxen to rivers. The work was difficult, dangerous, intermittent, low-paying, and involved living in primitive conditions. However, the men built a traditional culture that celebrated strength, masculinity, confrontation with danger, and resistance to modernization. They have modernized somewhat. They have those, uh, there's some show that's on History Channel now called like, it's called like Extreme Wood or something. Extreme Wood. It's a reality show about loggers. And they're always screaming at somebody about, you know, almost getting injured or almost getting someone else injured. That's you, like in the little clip about like the next episode, it's just a bunch of using tools and treat and somebody's like, quit fucking around back there. It's like the Gordon Ramsay of the lumber logging world, right? Because yes. Gordon Ramsay's always yelling at his little uh, junior you chefs. Do, that's what every reality show is now is just ripping off. Gordon Ramsay's awesome patented idea of just screaming at people on TV. (laughs) I'm in favor of Gordon Ramsay doing his shtick in every industry you can think of. Well, we got to have radio DJ uh, wars. Speaking of calling people donkeys, let me tell you a little bit more about the division of labor in a lumber camp. Okay. Uh, Remember, these are the labor camps of the late 1800s, early 1900s when... Lumberjacks were lumberjacks. They had several specialized jobs on logging crews, such as the whistle punk, a chaser, and a climber. Now, these also sound like different positions that you might occupy during a gay orgy. Yeah. The whistle punk, the chaser, and a high climber. And which one are you usually in your gay orgies? In this case, I'd probably be a whistle punk. Listen here. The whistle punk's job was to sound a whistle usually at the steam donkey. And do you know what a steam donkey is? No. You ignorant fool. A steam donkey is a steam-powered engine that is usually used to like, usually to pull and hoist things or pull things. They'd get the steam donkey rolling, which is just a steam-powered engine. There's no donkey involved. Well, it was a steam-powered donkey. Whatever. Well, listen, the steampunk's job was to sound a whistle over by the steam donkey Uh, as a signal to the yarder operator controlling the movement of the logs. He also had to act as a safety lookout. A good whistle punk had to be alert and think fast as other safety depended upon him. A high climber, also known as a treetopper, 
used iron climbing hooks and a rope to ascend a tall tree in the landing area of the logging site where he would chop off the limbs as he climbed, chopping off the top of the tree, finally attach pulleys and rigging to the tree. After that, it could be used as a spar so logs could be skidded into the landing. High climbers and whistle punks were both phased out in the 60s and 70s when portable steel towers replaced spar trees and radio equipment replaced steam whistles for communication. Somewhere in there you mentioned someone was chopping off limbs? Of a tree. Okay, well, it didn't, you didn't specify tree there. <laughs> Just working their way through the lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's a weird job to make sure that your lumberjack crew has, that there's someone there to chop off all the limbs of your coworkers. So that's what the lumberjacks were doing during the day. Whistle punking and high climbing. And gay orgy. And then at night, you know, they were located in isolated areas that provided room and board as well as their workplace. And they didn't have very many females present other than the wives of cooks and the foremen. Oh, baby. So lumberjacks lived an independent lifestyle that emphasized manly virtues in doing dangerous tasks. Men earned praise for their skills in doing their work for being competitive, for being aggressive. When not at work, they played rough games. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds like a couple of hairy dudes fucking in the woods. (laughs) When not at work, they played rough games, told tall tales, and won reputations for consuming large amounts of food. Is this all from USA Today, what you're reading right now? All that shit was from Wikipedia on Lumberjacks. I was going to say. Listen, I know they're manly macho men that, you know, whatever, but... You got to think like some of the first gay, some of the first people in human history to experiment with gay sex was lumberjacks because they're some of the first people to experiment. <laughs> I doubt that. Okay. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the first things they did out there was, in, you know, invent the rule of like, yeah, it's not gay if you do, you know, if you pull it's not gay if you think about a girl while you do pull it. Pull your hat over your eyes. They got all kinds of experience out there. I'm not gay. He fucked me. And I respect it. I respect him for it. I, hey, it's fine. But let's just call it like it is. So that's logger, huh? Yeah. They're all gay. And that's <laughs> okay. it. Great. That's number two on the list of worst jobs in America. Let me run through that top 10 for you one more time. Number 10. The 10th worst job in America was painter. Number nine was advertising salesperson, also known as the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, broadcaster. Number seven, disc jockey. Number six, corrections officer. Number five, enlisted military personnel. Send your complaints to USA Today, not me. Number four was retail salesperson. Number three, newspaper reporter. Number two, logger or lumberjack. And number one, taxi driver. Doesn't it seem weird to put like an ad salesperson in the same list as a military enlistment and logger? Yeah. Like those are jobs where... Having a bad day trying to sell auto dealerships based in the classifieds is not like watching one of your best friend's legs get blown off. (laughs) I guess it just depends on how bad that, that day was for that ad sales rep. We can't pretend to know what it's like. Brandon, give me the job here that you would most want to do and the job you'd least want to do, if you had to. Most want to do would be newspaper reporter. Okay, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that would be the most intellectually satisfying and um, I'd get to see and do a lot of interesting things. Would least like to do corrections. I would, I would enlist in the military before I would be a corrections officer. I don't know. I don't know. Because at least corrections officer, you're still a civilian, you know? Yeah, that's one thing that, like, I feel like has to rank up there with some of the strikes against enlistment. This person is giving up their rights and becoming, literally becoming property of the Department of Defense for a certain number of contracted years. They do not get to pick. They can't choose. They can't be free in what they say, where they go, in a lot of Mm -hmm. what they do. So in that place, they are literally serving the Department of Defense, uh, you know, paid for by the United States and serving the whatever will of the United States taxpayers. But is it our will? I don't know. But I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, uh, but yeah, the, to me, that's like the sentence you're serving or the whatever you're giving up is like you're giving up your right, including the right to like not be in life or death situations. 
Yeah. Not like the ad salesperson. Okay, cool. Well, I don't want us to part ways before giving a shout out to our newest bonus episode that came out this past weekend. It's me quizzing Brandon on the history of Tennis Podcast, like the origins of specific inside jokes, the number one spot on certain lists, and more. You can listen right now at tennispod.com slash plus, or if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, you can open up our page on Apple and tap the subscribe button near the top. Your Apple feed will instantly refresh with all the bonus episodes unlocked. You'll also get ad-free early access to the main episodes like the one you're listening to now. Again, just go to tennispod.com slash plus for all those sweet, sweet, sensual deets. And we also can't part ways, Brandy, without giving a few quick podcast reviews. Of course not. These are some good ones. Do you remember last week when I read you a review from Erica talking about how the thermostat belongs between 72 and 74 degrees Fahrenheit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Samara80 on Podchaser says, Erica asked me to leave a review and specifically to say that the thermostat belongs between 72 and 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Other than that egregious error on your part, this is a fun podcast and fans of lists and guessing games might enjoy it. <laughs> well, you know, it does make a fact doubly true if you get someone else to repeat it. Oh, yes, of, of course. I'm going to go turn up the air as soon as this podcast is over. But I love how Erica recruited some, someone to support. Hey, passion makes an argument stronger too. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for the review. One more here from Chels725 on Apple. She says, give them a listen. They'll brighten your day. Thank you. And I restrained because there was like, what, four or five exclamation points on give them a listen, which again, passion. You blown your asshole out trying to reach that. <laughs> we, we appreciate the passion. Brandon, I think it's the first time in my life and probably yours that you've ever been told you are brightening someone's day. Usually I'm told I'm ruining someone's day. Unless I was holding a flashlight when they told me that. Not funny and not approved. Thank you for those reviews. If you want me to read your review on a future episode, just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, or on Good Pods. And with that, I think we should reveal the true worst job in America, being a podcast host, because that means you've got to make people sad and unbrighten their day by telling them the episode is ending right now. The burden we carry, Brandon. Goodbye. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.